We'd like to thank you for tuning in to Arise and Shine with Tony and Melissa today. And we want to invite you just to, uh, if you have your Bible and you can, sit down with us and let's look into God's Word. I believe we have some really uh, important things that uh, the Spirit of God wants us to, to share with you today. And I believe it can be extremely life-changing. So if you can, take that time. And if you know someone that you can call, call them and, and, and invite them to tune in with us today. Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Arise and Shine TV show or emailing us at Arise and Shine TV at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Again, welcome. And if you have your Bibles, let's, uh, if you will, let's turn over to the book of John chapter uh, 15 and we're going to look at some things. We, uh, and I guess to take just a few minutes, try not to take too long so we eat up, don't eat up our time. <laughs> because that happens sometimes. But uh, when you look around in, in today's world and, uh, and especially in the church world, because uh, when you look at the world, the, the world's just what the world is. And, and, there's, and there's reasons why the world is really even, like what the, why, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, there's reasons why the world is even acts the way that it does, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I think when you really begin to boil things down, uh, to get to the bottom of things, you, you see that there's been a lot of change in the church world over the last three decades. It seems like that just little by little, you know, we've just kind of pushed what seemed like at one time was extremely important and we embraced as dear and treasured very highly in our lives and, and, and in our, as I'm talking about born again Christians, that we've kind of pushed them aside and they don't seem to be as important to us as they used to be. And I think what we're seeing today in society around us, not in the church world, but in the world itself, and even to a great degree in the church, is the end result of some of the decisions that we've made. And I'm talking about in, in the church as a whole, you know, and, and all the many different denominations, because we've seen so many things happen in the last 10 years, and especially it seems like it just it's never ending. I mean, when you think you've seen everything that could possibly people could do and what they could begin to believe and, and the actions that they would take and the things that they would begin to embrace, you know, into their lives, it's just like, oh my God, you know, it just, it just keeps going and going and going, you know. And so I believe what we're seeing really, if you want to get right down to it, because as, as a minister and as you pray and you seek God, you know, you look for answers, you know, and, and we all should do that really. You know, but, uh, but uh, you know, the Lord begins to talk to you and He begins to deal with you. And what we're going to talk about for at least in, in, in this session, it depends on how far along we can get, is uh, why is or is really God's Word important? You know, how important it is, is it to us? And, and, as, and as in the little world that we're in and the people that we see around us, you know, and, and the things that we can, you know, reach out and see. We, and we hear things from others, you know, about others that it seems like that God's Word doesn't hold the, the place of respect and of reverence and of honor as it one, once did in many Christians' lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's come to the point that it's, it's optional and to the point where it's even, I've, I've heard it even been said, by, by those in, in leadership positions in, in, in churches. They say that the scriptures are no longer relevant. And then you hear that there's people out there that do not take the scriptures literally. 
but they take them as, well, what does it mean to you? You know, so that means one verse of Scripture could have thousands of interpretations. Well, see, I'm still having trouble how we even got to that place. And I'm amazed that when I show people things in the Scriptures, I can remember one incident uh, that happened just two or three years ago. I'm talking to someone and I'm giving them verse after verse after verse of what God's Word says. And this particular subject was the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And, 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 and of course, their response was, well, you know, we don't believe that that's what that says. Mm-hmm. Or that's not for us today. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like when people look at the, 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 the Bible today, it's like, okay, now is this, is, is this relevant to today? Is this, is, this, is this for me? You know, and it's just like, it's just like, you know, to me, it's just like he said what he meant. He meant what he said. Mm-hmm. If you can hear what he said, and if you'll believe what he said, and incorporate that into your life, you can get the blessings of him in your life. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to look at uh, some things from God's word. And what does the Bible have to say about itself? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing how God put these things in here. So if there's any question, to just how important God's Word is and, and should we, you know, let it have first place in our life? Because you've heard Melissa and I say that many, many times. We chose a long time ago. God's Word is it as far as we are concerned. It settles everything. If God's Word says it, I may not even understand it at all. I may not even be able to comprehend really what's being said. But I choose to believe it anyway. And the understanding, I believe, eventually will come as I continue to to read and study and meditate in God's Word. So we're going to look in John chapter 15, verse 3, to begin with. And we've wrote these down here sometimes to help us, to keep us from turning. But it would really be good if you could see these in your own Bible and just look at them and say, like, Lord, I just believe, I just, you know, and ask the Lord to speak to you and show you. I believe He'll show up and He'll begin to show you some things. Because, listen, what we're going to give you today could be a lot of answers to a lot of questions in a lot of people's lives. John 15 and verse 3. Now, this is, this is Jesus speaking here. And he says, uh, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now he's talking to his disciples, those that were around him. And he's sharing with them. He's getting ready to go to the cross, okay? And he told them, he said, You are clean. Now notice he, he didn't say that you were clean because you prayed a lot. He didn't say that you were clean because you, uh, you know, you spent a lot of time in worship. And all these things are good. Don't misunderstand me at all. But notice where he said that cleansing comes. It comes through his word. It comes through his word. So one of the first ways and the first things that God's word will do to us, it will cleanse us. You say, well, cleanse us. What do you mean cleanse us? You, you have any ideas on, on, on what he would be talking about? Why would you need to be cleansed? Well, when you were talking about um, the uh, people's interpretations, their own interpretations of the Bible, I think that's always been around. Um, obviously, I think that's why we have so many denominations and so many pieces of the body of Christ that, separate. you know, give themselves different titles and, and separate themselves as a whole. But um, now things are so different because we are so 
inundated with information. And, you know, I mean, 50 to 60 years ago, you had, you know, certain things you could read and certain things that you could um, go and listen to, you know, in, in different areas to get information, but it was a lot more effort. Yes. You know, you had to um, seek other kinds of information. And now, you know, so much information is just thrown on us. I mean, everywhere we turn, we get different insight into things. And, you know, people may say, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And, and I don't think, you know, every little thing we hear, we grab and, you know, get a hold of, but I think it does have a wear effect yeah. and it has a um, um, seeping kind of effect, you mm -hmm. know, to where our actions and our thoughts and our words will even start to turn towards the information that we get the most of. And so now, and you, you know, we used to have to seek out other information and now we really have to seek out the Lord. We really have to seek His Word mm. to find out exactly what it is that He's that He's saying to us. And I think it's a lot more mm -hmm. effort now because it's real easy to appease ourselves um, mentally and spiritually with, with, you know, putting in some earbuds and listening to something or, you know, having something in the background playing and getting information, you know, instead of where, you know, used to, you had to literally sit down with the written book, you know, the word, which you still need to do that, but that was the only way, mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying? That we, that we got a lot of information and now so much is given to us. Of course, now it's like this. Exactly. I see this all the time, mm -hmm. even when I'm out in, in, you know, going through life daily. Right. You'll see every other person you see is doing this right mm -hmm. here. And, and they're obtaining something they're, doing yeah, that. You know, some kind of information. Absorbing information. And so I think a little bit of that cleaning that you were talking about is filtering. Help we are clean from we, all we are filtering information. Is this truth? Is this not truth? And what impact is this going to have on me, on my thoughts, on my words, on my actions? And so we have to keep ourselves clean, not only from sin, you know, and, and blatant things that just um, take us away from the presence of God, but also clean in, you know, you, you hear the word, um, um, what is it like, whole foods and and clean eating and you know that kind of thing yeah. now for the natural but that's a lot of what we have to do intellectually and spiritually as well keep all the additives out right, right? right. <laughs> all the, the extra things that they put in that yeah. they hide in there that it's not that's not even good for you a lot of that could be poison to your body naturally and i think the same thing spiritually yeah. and, and so in other words god's word will help you to keep your thinking straight mm -hmm. so you can see things the way that you need to see them because see there is a huge massive attempt globally right now to re-educate mm -hmm. society. Right. And they are hell-bent on getting you to a place where that you believe what they want you to believe. And without God's Word, hmm. without God's Word, you don't stand a chance right. because it's that wearing down effect. Mm -hmm. If you hear something long enough, repetitive enough, over and over and over and over and over again, before you know it, you'll begin to lean to it. Mm -hmm. And you'll begin to like actually begin to to consider it, and then before you know it, you begin to embrace it into your life like it's okay. Right. And so it's amazing. God's Word will cleanse you, number one. Number two, John 15 and 7, just down a few verses. 15 and 7, he said, Jesus said this, he said, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, he said, You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now here is one of the, the, one of the most simple, classic words that Jesus, most profound words that Jesus said. And it's, and it's in relationship to prayer. 
And he gives us only two, two qualifications. If we'll do two things, he said, he said, it doesn't matter what you ask. He said, I'll do it for you. Number one was, he said, abide in me. In other words, you've got to be born again. You've got to be in him. But not only do you have to be in him and be born again, but you have to be in fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. And if you're in fellowship with him and you're walking with him in fellowship with him, and number two, now listen, his words is abiding in you. We're talking about what God's word. Why is God's word important? You know, and, and you say, well, you know, I, I, and you hear this all the time. People that can't get their prayers answered, they struggle with it. And, and I've even prayed with people time and time again. And you ask them, well, what verses, you know, are you standing on that promises you that you can have the things that you're seeking from the Lord? And eight or nine times out of ten, they don't even have one. And if they do, they, they couldn't tell you where it was at. And then most of the time, they might be able to quote two or three words of it, and that's it. So what does that tell us? It tells us that God's Word has lost its place of importance and its reverence in people's lives because we've lost an understanding of just how important God's Word is in our daily walk and spending time in fellowship with the Lord. He said, Jesus said two things, abide in me, stay in fellowship with me, and allow my words to abide in you, and your prayers will be answered. Mm -hmm. So what is, what's the second thing that God's Word will do for you? It will enable God to be able to answer your prayers. The reason He wants His Word to abide in you, because what that does is, it gives you the parameters, and it gives you the, 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 uh, uh, gosh, I guess the perimeters or the, the boundaries were that you are not going to ask anything outside His Word or His will. Right. See, because you know if, you're, if you're, His Word's abiding in you, you're not going to ask for anything or try to achieve anything or try to obtain anything that's going to violate His, his Word, His will. So, so that's why His, and see, and also faith comes by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing by the Word. And we receive everything from Him by faith. So if you don't, you know, the level of God's Word that's in you is going to determine the level or the degree of your faith and your ability to receive from Him. My God, is God's Word important? It's very important, isn't it? Number three. Number three, we're going to go to John 17. And 17 may be a familiar scripture with a lot of you. I know we've mentioned it from time to time. You want to read that one? Sure. John 17 and 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth, and thy word is truth. So here we see Jesus is praying. This is a prayer. If you go back to the first of the chapter, he's praying for his disciples. But not only is he praying for his disciples, if you go down through there, he's not, it even states that he says, not only for those that are here with me, but those that will receive me through their words. So in other words, he's talking about future generations here that he's praying for. So in essence, he's prayed for us. And he's, and he's praying, Father, sanctify them. Well, here we go back to cleansing. You know, sanctify them through thy, thy truth. Thy, 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 what did he say? How was it again? 1717, 17, he said, uh, through thy truth. truth yeah, thy word. thy word is truth. Mm -hmm. So here we see that God's word is truth. So in a lot of people, they hear the word truth, and it's kind of like life. It's one of those words, if you don't really give it some thought and some study, and study it from the perspective, not of the secular world, but you have to study it from the perspective of God's Word. Mm -hmm. And you go back to the, the original Greek and you begin to study it, you find out that truth simply means reality. 
you think, reality? I mean, I'm living in reality. Well, are you? You may or may not be. If you believe something that's really not true, then to a certain degree, you are not living in reality. See, you have things that are true, but are obscure or hidden from you. You can't see them or grasp them. See, that's what reality is. Reality just means the way things really and truly are. What so many people don't understand, that there is a God of this world, His name is Satan, and He is the God that blinds the minds of people. He is darkness, and He is constantly trying to keep the truths of God's Word from humanity, and even from the body of Christ and the church. He does not want them to see the truths of the Word of God. Why? Because God's Word is truth. It breaks that thing off of you. You go like, oh my gosh, I, you know, and it's like healing. I mean, I'm amazed at people that, you know, when you, sh you can show them time and time again through the Bible that healing is the will of God. Jesus never turned anybody down. He healed everybody that came to Him. And Scriptures over and over and over and over again tells us that healing, but they still can't see it, and they struggle with, well, will He heal me? It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, it, there's been times when um, we have had um, life and death situations, you know, with uh, with healing or mm -hmm. accidents or something like that in our, in our own lives. And um, I was able to receive the Word of God th for healing through certain things through that Word truth because there would be things and you would think, okay, so this sickness is in this body and we have the reality of that mm -hmm. in facts. Yeah. Um, there's been tests, natural tests done on something and yes, this, this sickness, exist. this is here, this is in this body. And so when you see that, your first reaction when you're, um, when you're thinking, well, I need to believe, I need to use faith, is to deny what you've been shown to deny the facts. And the Lord just really, really helped me to be able to see the difference between a fact and the truth of His Word. Because the truth is um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, surely, surely. And we went, when you go back to look at that, that is truth. Well, then how do you get that truth in action when you have this fact? Well, just because this fact is here does not mean that this truth is irrelevant. So this truth weighs the scales and it supersedes the facts. That's and right. so when you apply that truth to that fact, that fact is, is no change. more. Yes, it has to change. It has to and so you're not denying what you've been shown. You're not denying the facts. You're just saying, okay, but I found something better. I found right. this and this corrects this. And so when you're able to see that in God's Word as truth, then the facts aren't as um, aren't as um, overwhelming. overwhelming, or they're not as um, as rock. You know, I mean, they're they're apt to change. Sin facts can change. change. Truth does not change. That's so. right. Yeah, truth stays the same no matter what. Yes. No matter what. Yes. And and that's what. And as you see, <laughs> you only discover what she's talking about. You discover that through God's word. Mm -hmm. As you go into God's word, you begin to realize that oh my gosh, you know, Jesus did die on the cross. And He was raised from the dead, not for His sin, but for mine. See, that's a fact. That's, I, mean, that's, I mean, that is a reality. That is the truth. And it is still a fact. I mean, you can even go back historically mm -hmm. and see that that was the, the case. You know, and so, uh, and, and I like the, the, the way that this is written here. 
it said that thy word is truth. Mm -hmm. Now you can find elements of truth in the world. Yes. But they all had their source and their origin from God's word. Mm -hmm. See, He is, He is the author of all truth. He is light. Right. And in Him there is no darkness, no shadow of turning. So when you look at the face of Jesus Christ and you look at His life that He lived, what you're going to see in Him and that little span that, that we have in the Gospels about Him, you're going to see truth. Mm -hmm. He was grace and truth that came, you know. So what was the next one then? The next one is uh, number four is, is found also in John. Let's go back to 1421. So is God's Word important? I mean, do we really need God's Word? You know, do we need to make excuses why it doesn't say what it means? Or do we just simply need to, to do our best to try to understand it the way it was originally written? And what was the intent the Holy Spirit was trying to get across? So I think that's why we can look right over our answers so many times. John 14 and 21. You want to read that one? He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, boy, when you look at that verse, he just said so much in those few sentences that he just spoke there. And that is in red, by the way. But the first thing he said, he said, He that hath my commandments or my word. In other words, you've heard it, you've received it, you've embraced it. In other words, and not just to the point that you've just heard it, and oh, that's nice, you filed it away, you know, in the back of your mind, and then you go on and do your life, you know, and, and pay no attention to it. You know, but we're talking about somebody that has chosen to, uh, to take God's Word and, and, and try to or endeavor to uh, allow God's Word to change their life. Mm -hmm. They've incorporated the Word of God into their life. They've allowed it to change the way they think, the way they act, and, and the way they treat others. So he says, if you, he, he that hath my commandments, now listen, and you keep them. See, that's what keep them means. You're, you, you're, you're, you're keeping them in your life and allowing them to guide you through life. He said, now listen, he said, he it is that loveth me. Boy, you could really just right there, okay. So if Jesus says that how he measures your love for him is based on what you do with his word, then the question has to be, how much do you really love him? How do you know? Well, what are you doing with his word? See, what you do with his word, the, 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 the greater respect and reverence you have for his word will determine the depth of your love for him. See, and that's, I mean, he said that. I didn't say that. But notice what he goes on and said. That isn't really even what I wanted to show you. Because it goes on and says, he says, that loveth me. Now listen, he that loveth me, I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. So in other words, you say, well, you know, I never feel God. I mean, I don't know that, I mean, that he exists. I mean, you know, he, you know he's, he's not really involved in my life. Well, we just showed you how to do it. You cannot, I promise you, I challenge you, you cannot make the decision that God's Word is going to be first in my life. I am going to give myself to the Word. To, and you get to the point where that you were willing to dedicate a certain portion of, of, of your day in spending and just simply reading the Bible. 
you know, and thinking about what you're reading and giving yourself to it and begin to try to apply yourself to God. You can't do that and do that consistently very long before the Holy Spirit will manifest Himself and He'll begin to show you things from the Word. Mm -hmm. He'll begin to lead you. He'll begin to guide you. He'll begin to cause a verse to come up, uh, just a thought that you're reading to come up off the page, and it's, and you're just, you're, you're whoa, whoa, what's that, you know? And before you know it, He'll begin to unfold and show you things. Well, the, I was just going to say, because, you know, there's people that they say, this isn't real to me. I mean, I've read the Bible before, or I've done this or that, and I've never seen, you know, any of that. But it's, it's truth to those who, like you said, you love Him, and you see His Word as truth. You look at it as Him speaking to you, and you take it as, you know, God, I see here that you love me. I may not feel that you love me. You know, there are things in my life that, that um, I need your help with. But when you look to Him and understand, yes, He does love me. He wants involved in my life. And I say, I believe this to be true to me. That's how you're expressing your love to Him, and that's when He can step in and do what the end of the verse said over there about manifesting, manifesting Himself unto us. He can reveal Himself to us. And yes. the condition of the heart is everything. Yes. The condition of the heart. It's where you, and He knows the condition of the heart. And, he, and see, you can fool other people, but He knows if you're sincere and you're genuine mm -hmm. and, if, and if your motives are right. Mm -hmm. See, and that's, that's everything. That's everything. But God's Word, if you'll continue to seek Him, and you say, well, I want mine to be. Well, He'll help you yes, with that. Yes. He'll help you with no matter where you are, no matter what the issues you have in your life, if you'll just be determined that you're going to stick with Him and you're going to give yourself to Him, He'll begin, he'll begin to pull you in there. Mm -hmm. He'll begin to, to, to correct, help you to correct these things. Because in, in all reality, in, and when you get right down to it, you do not have the ability to fix yourself. No. Ever. You never have the ability. Now, you can make the decision you want to correct yourself, but it'll take Him supernaturally by His Spirit through His Word to help you to make that correction. Mm -hmm. Because if you could correct yourself, then Jesus wasted His time. Right. See, the whole reason He came was because we were a mess and we could not at all fix ourselves. And so that brings us right down to the place, you know, that uh, the reality is that Jesus Christ did come. And that he did, and, 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 and man was a mess. Man had, had sinned, and man was living in sin, separated from the Father. But the, and, and you know, and, you, and, and, and see, but long before he ever created anything, he sat down and he devised a plan that he was going to send his son. And he was going to send his son to die for the sins of humanity. Now, I don't even understand. Mm -hmm. To me, I'd have probably said, no, I'm not even going to create man then if I got to do that. And go, th I mean, but to think that he knew man was going to sin, he knew man was what man was going to do, and he knew man was going to need a savior, and he knew you would be out there one day, and he was still willing to create man and go through all of that just to get to that place where he could. I mean, he had to pay a price to get you. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Knowing what was coming in advance, he still was willing to allow him to come and die. And he didn't come and die for himself, he came and died for you. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there today, and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, this is your day. Pray this prayer with us. And if you're out there and you have served Him, but you've turned away from Him, this is your day to come back. Say this with us. Say, Jesus, I take you today as my Lord and as my Savior. I don't even understand what all that means, but I choose to do it. And I trust you to help me. Satan, 
You are no longer my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer and receiving me into your family as your own. Now, I want you to tell somebody what you've done today and uh, let us know because you need to seal that deal by letting somebody know what God has done for you today. God bless you till we see you again. Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Arise and Shine TV show or emailing us at Arise and Shine TV at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you.